Hello, everybody. It's Michael Martin. Thank you for being here. I hope wherever you are, you're safe and sound, and that your family's okay as well. It's a tough world we live in in these days. So I want to talk to you about when you're a trader, portfolio manager, and you have client funds, there, you need to also bring a high degree of leadership to the table. And that means you might have to find yourself in a spot where you're giving a considerable amount of pushback to the client. A lot of clients who come into money or make money in another area come to you for advice. Because they have sizable assets, they might even have more money than you, they feel that you and, and the client are now partners and they're going to co-manage the money. My advice to you is to never take on an account like this ever. Um, unless you're dealing with Paul Tudor Jones and they have a high level of competency, they're probably good at making their widgets or doing whatever good or service that got them the money in the first place. And I would encourage you to tell them in no uncertain terms that that's what they should focus on. That's a tough conversation to have. I don't mean to make light of it, but they say good fences make good neighbors. And if you don't draw a good boundary, your life can be in a tough spot. And I've had to let go of clients because it wasn't a good fit at the end. The clients would call me and ask me about ideas, mostly because they feared out of missing of opportunity and they wanted to know why, 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 why. And my answers would always frustrate them. And I took a lot of joy in that because in the end, sometimes I'm a difficult person to get along with. Why are we in this? Well, it's my system. How come we're not in that? It's my system. How come we don't have more of that? Well, it's my system, right? That's just the way it is. When you have a systematized set of rules, it's the answer to every question. There isn't any hypothetical, I'm shooting from the hip, or I like this guy, or I went to school with the CEO, or, you know. So you'll find yourself in a situation like this. You'll be sitting, doing your deal, phone will ring, be a client, they have an idea. You say no, it goes up. What happens? You lose. Next day, phone rings, call you up, they have another idea, you say yes, thing goes down. Well, why didn't you stop me? You're supposed to be the expert. So now you're a two-time loser. Wednesday, the phone rings, it's their idea, you say yes, it goes up. What do I need you for? Thursday, fourth day, their idea, you say no, it goes down, um, and they'll never bring it up. They typically won't give you credit. So when you have these types of situations, like it becomes very, very difficult. And I don't, in the end, recommend that you take on clients where they want to bounce their ideas off of you. So you need to have some, uh, some gumption and you need to draw a strong boundary and say, listen, I'm not interested in your calling me with potential ideas. I don't, I'm not a sounding board. Now, of course, if that's the build this, that the building, excuse me, let me say it in English. If that is the business that you're trying to build, then by all means, go for it. I just think that it's going to be a hard, tough time when the phone's ringing off the hook and you have people calling you, asking you about X, Y, Z. Half the time, you're not going to be prepared because you don't know the name. Two, most of these people are in love with a certain group of stocks or a certain stock because they feel that they have a feel for it, a special touch or... They, you know, they bought Apple because they thought Steve Jobs was this incredible genius. And I can identify with all of that stuff. I've had heroes before. Um, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say in English is that when you are a PM on an account and you have, an, and you have the client and it's their money, there's one boss on the account and it's you. And if you don't establish that from the get-go, your life can become a living hell. Uh, it's very rare that you're going to have somebody with a temperament who's going to open up the account and expect you to just follow your rules and there's not 
a certain amount of feedback. So what can you do to preempt it? So when you're signing the new docs or before you're at the point where you're signing the new docs and you're having that client meeting, you can talk about expectations. So if the client's name is Tanya or Jim, whoever it might be, you say, okay, we do, let's make believe today we're signing the paperwork and we're going to get ready to go starting top of the month. What's the first day look like? You're going to wake up. I'm going to be, have full discretion over your money. What's the first thing that's going to go through your mind? And what do you think you're going to do? And if they say that they're going to be calling you a half an hour every day before the opening bell, that's a good time for you to have the discussion about what your boundaries are and what your expectations are. One of them could be, if we need to do a breakdown on a weekly basis at the close on Friday, we can do that. It's tough to measure things week over week um, when you're following a systematized set of rules. But nonetheless, we can have that. What you're going to find is that week over week, the conversation's largely going to be the same. And you might want a better use of your time. As far as why the individual names are going to be in the, in the portfolio or not, that all comes down. The answer is the same. It's because those are the rules that I follow. I screen the data this way. I get my order entries. I put them on. Every big dollar swing that you see does not necessarily mean opportunity for us. Why? Well, because we're concerned with risk-adjusted returns. Very easily gear your portfolio for 50 to 100%, but you don't come across as the type of person who wants to be in that type of a drawdown. Two, I get paid incentive fees. Now, I'm not looking to be in a 50% drawdown with your account, so I don't even want to take that type of risky capital on. That's fast money. That's not what I do. It's slow and steady wins the race here, and it's very methodical. So that's the benefit that you get with me is you get to sleep tight at night knowing that we have a plan for everything. Every order has a stop, and we don't move those stops because you're in love with the company. If it hits our predetermined spot, it trades. That's it. We don't keep it because we like it. We don't keep it because it's even blue chip. Now, if you're going to have a problem with this, what we might want to do is open up two accounts. One is where you can put your, uh, pardon the expression, your FU money, and you can do all those discretionary trades and whatever. But for the account that I'm going to oversee, the only things that are going to be in that account are the names that I decide to put in there. And if you have a problem with that or you think you're going to have a problem with it, now's the time to set up and, and to speak about it. Because otherwise, I'm not going to get into trying to run your portfolio. Then we're going to get the worst of my system and the worst of your system. And right now, you don't have a system. And if you did, you'd be running your own money. But we're sitting here talking. And this sounds so tongue-in-cheek and maybe like a scene out of a, of a sitcom. But at the end of the day, these are very, very real conversations that you're going to have to have with people. So it's so beyond, you know, again, I like to make fun of this. It isn't about cup and handles. It's not even close. You're going to have to manage a relationship with somebody who has very, very strong opinions about money. They might have made their money in designing and developing and building houses. And they're probably really, really good at it. And so you can compliment them on it. Building houses is a whole different type of finance, although there's leverage involved, than trying to run money in the markets. And, you know, it's easy for me to say, but I, I've been in those conversations where I've had to establish that there's one boss on the account and it's me and I'm not looking for partnership. I'm not looking to be your friend here. That's a financial advisory arrangement. If you're working at a wirehouse and you're an asset allocator, you're getting your dead money, you know, 50 to 100 basis points a year 
for doing that, then by all means, make relationships, talk with people, have fun. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about creating alpha, not being a beta hugger, right? Because that's a marketing job. If you're working at a big wirehouse, you're a marketer. You can call yourself a portfolio manager, but you don't get paid to portfolio manage. You get paid to asset allocate, right? Just to be blunt. And you get paid a management fee for asset allocation. It's not about creating alpha. The, the wirehouses are not concerned in the least with any series 65 or 66 registered person and you kind of creating alpha for anybody. The whole reason they have you asset allocate is so that you don't get sued and blow somebody up by having concentrated positions. It's more to protect them from a compliance standpoint, you know, than anything else. And if you don't believe me, ask anybody who was trading the markets and had 70-year-old, you know, single single women invested in high-tech names like Vertical Net and CMGI, uh, you know, coming through March 10th of 2000. They were paying those people to go away. Arbitration and mediation were the words of the day. So if you're actually out there trying to create out for people, you'll have a really good relationship with people if you can get super clear about what it is that you're looking for from the client and what you're willing to do for them. I agree to run my system. I don't agree to make you money. And I'm not interested in talking on the phone every day because you saw Kramer say something on CNBC. That's not how this works. And if you don't establish that early on and draw that boundary, you're going to get a hodgepodge of a book of clients who are going to make your life miserable and who are going to absolutely think that they own your calendar. And that's where your life is going to be a mess because they're going to ring the phone. They're going to text you. They're going to expect you to answer the phone and drop what you're doing and have a conversation with them. And as you can imagine, that doesn't work for me. I run my book. I run my calendar. And you want time with the boss? then you got to book your time early and book it in advance, and we're going to have a set monthly call, and then we can do all the review that we need to do there. And if you have strong feelings about missing out, that's where you get to use your own discretionary account. Have at it. Go at it. You don't need my approval. You don't need my feedback. Just go do it. Because if I wanted to own it, it would be in the portfolio that I run. Anyway, I say this because we're coming out of a period of time and I know we just crossed the 10-minute mark because I can see here that we're at 10 and a half minutes. We're coming out of a period of time where a very, very large group of people who were market participants have mistaken brains for a bull market. And if you know how to create the alpha, I can share with you that you are in very high demand. And now's the time to start getting the, getting the word out, you see? But you have to be very clear about how you're going to run your trading business. You, you have to make sure you control the relationship. You might thank me later, but hear me now. This is absolutely key. You can't have your clients running your business. It'll be a disaster. Your risk management will go out the window. And every kind of thing that you've built heretofore to have a good track record and a clean compliance history will be put at risk. Really think about this if you're going to start taking on clients. If you have any questions, you can reach out. I'm available to help you with this stuff. You can tell me things in confidence. I'll give you my opinion. You might not want to hear it. You might not like what you hear, but I'll be straight with you, and that's the main thing. In the meantime, you can get your copy of the free version of the audio book of The Inner Voice of Trading at Martin Chronicle. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.